Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. Keeping on top of finances in your business is a really important thing to do. It's important for any business to do, but it's particularly important in a property business and especially important in a HMO business because there are so many moving parts. Every single month, I run a month end and I monitor the financial performance of the business. And I think this is something that everybody should be doing, no matter how big or small your business is is. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about what I do at the month end, what I'm looking at, why I'm looking at it, and also why I think you should be doing it. If you're not doing this, then how can you possibly manage your business? If you can't measure it, then you can't possibly manage it. I'm not naturally talented at this. It's not even something I particularly enjoy doing, but what I do enjoy is building businesses, and this is a key part of building successful businesses. So, does that sound interesting? Maybe not, but I'm sure you can appreciate just how important this is. So don't go anywhere because I'm going to talk to you about why I do this, how I do it, and why I think you should be doing it no matter how big or small your property business is. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Welcome back to the podcast. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about what I do at the end of every single month when it comes to the finances. Now, to do this, I think it's important, first of all, just to give you a bit of context as to how I run the finances across all of my businesses. Now, I've got several businesses and all of those businesses have their own revenue streams and they all have their own operating expenses. And to track all of that, I run them through Zero. It's a piece of financial software. I'm sure you've heard of it. There are others like Sage that you can use, but I like it. And I have them all on a dashboard and I can flick between my different businesses and track what's going on at any point. Essentially, when we spend something, it gets tracked. The bank account feeds it. We reconcile that with the receipt and gets reconciled to a particular account. So maybe general overheads or some other subscription cost or whatever it may be. So we keep a nice and very tidy record of every single transaction that happens in the bank accounts for every single business. Now, I'm not involved on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis 
in reconciling anything or even inputting those transactions. I do a bit of the spending, to be fair, on those accounts, but I don't get involved in sending receipts over and plugging receipts in and reconciling them. I'm more interested in what the end of the month looks like, how much we've made, how much we've spent. That is what I'm interested in. And I do that for all of my businesses. But in the property business, in the main property business, and this isn't even my portfolio, in the investment and management group, it's slightly different. Now, I collect all of my rents, including my personal rents, the managed properties, the leased properties, all through the investment and management business. So my own portfolio goes through that vehicle as well. And what happens is we have a client account and that client account is linked up to our letting software. And this letting software and our client account sits almost adjacent to the bank account of that business where we run it through zero. But they operate completely differently. We have a main business account with a current account, and that goes through zero. And we have a client account, which goes through the letting software. And every single transaction to do with running the portfolio goes through the client account and goes through the letting software. So that's all our rental payments, it's deposits, it's maintenance, it's everything you can imagine. Management fees, it captures it all. But with lots of properties and lots of tenants and lots of contractors and lots and lots of everything, there are a huge volume of transactions that pass through that client's account every single day. Now, my amazing team are brilliant at keeping on top of that account and the whole letting system and making sure everything is as it should be. And of course, the software is very, very clever, very intuitive, and a lot of the functions in there are automated once they've been set up. But things do still go wrong from time to time. And that's why at the end of every single month, I do what's called a debtors and creditors report. I go into the system, I run the report, and I basically get an overview of everything in the system, where all of the money in that client's account is at that point in time. So for example, some of that money might be sat on my personal landlord account as a balance. Some of it might be sat on smart properties landlord account as a balance. So for example, all the rent to rent income will be sat on that landlord's account as a balance. Some of it might be sat on a contractor's account because we owe that contractor £600 for some work he's done. Some of it might be sat on a tenant's account because they've paid some rent, but for some reason that rent hasn't been transferred to the landlord. And sometimes we find anomalies. There's things that just shouldn't be because either the system hasn't called for it correctly or because somebody's put something in the wrong place or told the system to do something wrong. There are a whole host of reasons why something might not be where it should be. But that's my job at the end of the month is to check and just make sure that everything is as it should be. Now, inevitably, every month, there are a few things that we need to look at, we need to fix. And what I'll do is do the debtors and credits report. I'll investigate it and then I'll raise those investigations with my team. And I'll set my team on the task of figuring out what's gone wrong and getting them to fix it. Nine times out of 10, they'll be able to fix it. Occasionally, we need to give the lettings software team a call to figure out why something's happened and find a solution to correct it. But ultimately, once that's all squared away, then I can start the process of actually moving money. And I won't move any money until that's all done because I need to know that everything in our letting system is correct. If I move money before checking that everything's correct, then I could actually move the wrong amount of money. I could, for example, send the wrong amount of money to a landlord and that would be quite a big mistake. So we need to make sure that that doesn't happen. So I spend time at the end of every month, about an hour or two, just doing this report, getting my staff to work on any problems. And then within about a half day, I'm getting that report back, everything's cleaned off, and I get the go-ahead for my team to start transferring balances. Now, one of those balances will be for my personal 
portfolio and I'll transfer that balance to myself. And the largest balance will actually be for our rent to rent portfolio. That's rental income we've earned over the month. And I send that over from the client account to the main business account where we collect our revenue and then we expense it against things like our staff costs and office overheads and stationery and the usual bits and pieces. Once I've done that, I can start turning my attention to zero and actually start looking at the performance of the businesses. What I'll do is I'll look at what has happened in that month by way of the P&L, the profit and loss. Now, this is basically the God sheet. This is everything when it comes to looking and assessing the performance of your business. You should always be keeping an eye on the P&L. Now, depending on your business, depending on what you're doing, and depending on how you like to account for things, that will really determine what your P&L actually looks like, what costs you're actually tracking. But once I've transferred the money, I'll then go into Xero once it's all reconciled and I'll start looking at the performance for the month. I'm looking at how much revenue we've actually generated. I'm looking at our operating expenses, where we've spent money, the money that we've spent on staff, the money we've spent on subscription costs, the money we've spent on insurances. And the bottom line, the profit is essentially the performance. Now, I'll be comparing that to previous months and I'll also be comparing it to our budget and our goals and our expectations for the month as well. But the goal is basically just to get that bottom line as big as possible. I want to keep the operating expenses slim and that's why I'm keeping a track on them. And if I see anything that doesn't look right or anywhere where I think we can save some money, then I'll take that and I'll go and review it and I'll come up with a plan. And of course, I like to see our top line as high as possible. And that's really very much related to the management fee income we make and also the rental income from the rent-to-rent portfolio. If our occupancy is good, then that's going to be higher. If our occupancy is down, then we're not going to make as much in the month. And that is why occupancy is absolutely key. So really, I'm looking at the bottom line. And what I want to see is that every single month, we're making a good amount. Ideally, we're making more than the previous month, but that's just not the way it goes. And that's essentially in a nutshell what I'm doing. And the whole process of reconciling the letting system and then reconciling and checking zero in the P&L, that takes me a good half day, particularly by the time I've looked at it, investigated things, played around, compared to the budgets and previous months and interpreted what I've seen. And once I'm happy, I'll move on. And sometimes it's just a case of letting the team know that we're doing well, we've had a good month, thank you, showing some appreciation. And sometimes actually we need to look at where we're not performing so well. Sometimes we need to look at where we're spending more money than we should be. We need to look at where we're not generating as much money as we should be. And that's basically what doing this is all about. It's assessing the performance. It's figuring out how you're doing versus your expectations. What could be better? What's better than expectations? That is so important. And this is what so many people fail to understand and fail to do. And even if you've got a small business, even if you've only got one or two properties coming through, you should still be doing this because it's just good financial practice. So honestly, that is literally the extent of what I do and what I'm involved in when it comes to finance in my business. About half, a good half day a month. Occasionally there's bits and pieces and questions I need to answer and ask throughout the course of a month, but I'm very much removed. But the key is doing everything in a particular way through the month, every single day, every single week, every single month, so that when we come to do the month then, when we come to do this 
housekeeping exercise, then it's easy, it's efficient, and we can interpret the results. We can actually monitor the performance and the direction of the business, and we can make changes where we need to. So there we go, a quick snapshot into the financial systems that I use in my business. So remember, I use Zero for our business accounting. For the letting system, we actually use something called Agent OS. It's an agent software. Might be a little bit big for you if you're just running a small portfolio. There are others out there that you might want to have a look at. But I would still say, no matter how many rooms or properties you've got, then you should definitely be using some financial instruments to help you monitor and manage your business finances. It'll make your life much easier. And as your business grows, you definitely won't regret this. In fact, you'll be saying, Andy, thank you so much for telling me that this was a good thing to do because now I've done it, it's much, much easier to grow. So there you go. No excuses now to not get on top of your finances in your business. Trust me, you won't regret it. I promise you, even if it seems daunting now and you don't enjoy that sort of stuff, you'll probably find it quite cathartic, quite therapeutic, in fact, to do it and to review the top levels of your business because that's what business is all about, growth, and you've got to be numbers orientated. You've got to be able to measure it so that you can manage it. That's it for today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Thank you once again for taking some time to join me. If you've got 30 seconds, please, please, please leave a review. It really helps. It helps the algorithm. It helps push us further afield to more people, helps more people discover the podcast, and that helps us bring more guests onto the show and bring you guys better stuff every single week, which is the goal. And of course, don't forget that if you haven't already joined, the HMO community is our free Facebook group. And I'm there and I'm on hand with the community to answer your questions and offer you more guidance and support. So if you're having problems or lacking the motivation and energy to actually go out and build your HMO portfolio business, then it's a great place to start because we can help you and it's free. That's it. Thank you once again for joining me. And don't forget, I'll be right back here next time for another installment of the HMO podcast. (laughs) 